Your company's brand and reputation are critical to your success. So it's understandable that you'd be concerned how an employee's actions outside of work impact your company's image. Which begs the question, to what extent can you consider an employee's conduct outside of the workplace when making employment decisions? I'm Kara Murray, and this is HRpreneur, a podcast by ADP. We know you work incredibly hard to support your employees and make your business a success. More than likely, this means you wear lots of hats, and one of those might be HR professional. We're here to help you get the insight you need in order to tackle day-to-day workplace issues. This week, I'm lucky to be joined by Kristen LaRosa and Merrill Gutterman. Both work as counsel for ADP Small Business Services. I also want to take the opportunity to thank the ADP Client Appreciation Program for sponsoring this episode. You can earn free payroll by referring ADP, and if you want to learn more, you can reach out to your local sales representative. All right, so Kristen, I know when misconduct occurs during work hours, employers have some flexibility in how they address the situation as long as they're consistent and fair. But what about activity that happens when employees are off duty? Yeah, so that's a great question, Kara. Uh, So first, you have to think about what state the employee works in. Uh, We have a number of states which have off-duty conduct laws that are designed to protect employees who engage in lawful activities outside the workplace. Uh, Some limit coverage to very specific conduct, like protecting employees who smoke tobacco or drink alcohol. Uh, Other state laws are more general and simply extend protection to all lawful off-duty conduct. So to your question, an employer may not be able to take any action against an employee whose off-duty conduct is protected under a state law. So does that mean your hands are tied if employees are engaging in activity that you don't agree with? Not necessarily. Uh, Your hands may be tied if you find out that the activity is protected by an off-duty conduct law, Uh, but some of these laws do have exceptions. So for example, if the activity in question creates a conflict of interest with the employer's proprietary or business interests. Uh, And just because you can't control the off-duty conduct doesn't mean you don't have the right to implement workplace rules. So for example, some employers may want to avoid hiring workers who smoke because they're concerned that the smell of smoke may irritate customers or their coworkers. But since smoking outside the workplace may be protected, you typically can't base your employment decision on a person's status as a smoker. Uh, But what you can do is ban smoking in the workplace and on company property. What about addressing conduct when an employee is representing the company after hours? Well, there are situations when you can expect your employees to comply with company policies while off-duty at a company event, let's say, or while traveling for work. Uh, For example, employees should be expected to abide by your sexual harassment policy after hours, regardless of where they are. Okay. So off-duty conduct protections extend to lawful activity. But what about if an employee is arrested or convicted of a crime while employed by you? So even if one of your employees is convicted of a crime, it may not automatically be grounds for termination, though most laws allow employers to take certain actions if the conviction relates to an individual's job duties. For instance, if a driver is convicted of a DUI, But before you take any adverse action, make sure that you're evaluating the facts that relate to the offense and also look at the employee's history of offenses. Yeah, that's right. And um, Kara, you also asked about employee arrests, which employers have to take a more cautious approach. 
Uh, we have some states that prohibit employers from taking adverse employment action against an employee because of an arrest, uh, since an arrest isn't really proof of any wrongdoing. Uh, and then the EEOC also takes a similar position. Uh, however, again, there may be some exceptions when the underlying conduct is relevant and somehow makes the employee unfit for the position. Okay. So I'm going to switch gears a bit. Kristen, I know some states provide protections for political activities outside of work. What type of activity is protected? Yeah, they do provide certain protections, and the laws at the state level are quite varied. Um, but generally, these types of laws protect employees based on things like their uh, political beliefs or affiliations or their voting choices uh, or their support or even their lack of support for a particular candidate. Uh, and I would even caution employers that even in the absence of a law, it's really not a good idea to make employment decisions based on an employee's involvement in political activities or their expression of political beliefs, uh, even if you strongly disagree with their position. So last year, when photos spread across social media of rallies organized by white supremacy groups, some employers questioned whether they could terminate employees who attended. Even if an employee attended after hours, could this be considered a justifiable business reason to fire them? Yeah, this is a really tricky situation, and employers are going to need to evaluate these situations and types of decisions on a case-by-case -case basis. Uh, as we talked about, uh, employees may be protected for engaging in lawful off-duty activities, um, but if the employee violates a law when they're off-duty, such as, uh, let's say, assaulting a protester at a rally, uh, that kind of conduct would uh, generally not be protected under the state's off-duty conduct law. Uh, but then again, you'd still have to be mindful of laws relating to action taken uh, due to something like an arrest or a conviction. Or if you find that an employee's conduct contributes to a hostile work environment in violation of an anti-harassment law or other workplace policy, you can argue that the conduct is not protected. But generally, these situations can really be tricky. And, you know, in these circumstances, it's probably best to consult with legal counsel if you're not sure about whether or not you would have a legitimate business reason for a termination. That's right. And another angle to consider here is protections under the National Labor Relations Act, or the NLRA. The NLRA gives employees the right to work together to improve wages and working conditions. So if an employee is participating in a rally that supports a minimum wage increase, for instance, this activity would likely be protected. Yeah, so there's certainly a lot of moving parts at play here, given the number of different employment laws that are overlapping, and certainly enough that would probably give most employers pause before taking any action against an employee due solely to their participation at a rally. Okay, thanks. That was a lot of great information. There's one more topic I'd like to discuss today, and that's moonlighting. Can employers restrict employees from working a second job while employed with the company? So depending on your applicable law, uh, you may be able to place restrictions on outside jobs that pose a direct conflict of interest. Um, but it's best to avoid outright bans. But you can still hold employees working second jobs uh, to your performance and attendance standards. So if you find that an employee's outside work is interfering with their ability to be on time or meet deadlines, you want to address the issue from a performance perspective. What if an employee is using company equipment to moonlight for their second job? Well, this is a valid concern. If an employee is using a company vehicle to moonlight for a second job as a driver, for example, 
this wouldn't be allowed. Or if an employee is using a company printer to print marketing materials for a second job, this is also generally grounds for discipline. Well, that makes sense. Um, So how can employers set clear expectations with employees holding outside jobs? We recommend employers have a written policy to start that explains employees must first meet the demands of their current job, which might include covering co-worker shifts or working overtime, and be clear with employees that disciplinary action may be taken if a second job interferes with the employee's ability to perform their current job. It sounds like the proper response to employees' activity outside of work is not always obvious, and that understanding laws that protect off-duty conduct and privacy is key. Kristen, Merrill, do you have any additional advice for employers? So I would just say uh, whether you're thinking about off-duty conduct or arrests or convictions, you always want to make sure that employment decisions are based on job-related information only and be aware of any law at the state and local level. Uh, And even in situations where there's no specific protection for off-duty activities, Uh, you still want to be sure that any employment action is based on how the conduct would relate to the job. Also, if and when disciplinary action is necessary, make sure that you're consistent with how you've handled similar situations regarding off-duty conduct in the past. Great. Well, thank you so much, Merrill and Kristen. As always, you provided some great insight. We want to thank you all for listening to HRpreneur. I'm Kara Murray. For all the latest episodes, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts.